This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. For hundreds of years, anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings. And none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver, a charmingly low-maintenance, amicable sci-fi fan and avid podcaster. And David Lim, a top model strutting... Goldfish-loving, walking jukebox. So, can you handle the difference? Get ready for different strokes. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Yes, Jade. And before that, we heard from Adele set fire to the rain. Oh, who is this Adele person? So obscure. Yeah. You know, probably never sold a single record in her entire life. I didn't even recognise it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like the dance remix version. So oh, it's okay. like Adele on the treadmill or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny thought. Let's not be mean. Let's not be mean. Yeah. <laughs> but Jade, look, uh, over the weekend you went to your parents place and this was a musical uh, I don't know I don't want to say wasteland yeah but your parents have very eclectic taste in music yeah and see my (laughs) mum and my dad share an iPod oh this is weird hang on a minute what okay well no and they share their music collection so my mum's like really into things like Ronan Keating or like those kind of like boy band, older oh, boy band types, right? Human nature. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. So my mum's into that kind of music. And then my dad has like some, he'll have like old school stuff. Like, you know, we're talking about the Beatles or, you know, stuff of high quality or, um, you know, Ozzy Osbourne or anything like that. Um, but then he'll, and ACDC he was really into. And, and then it'll be like random sort of, not Nickelback, but that kind of genre. <laughs> Okay. And so if you mix those two together when it's on shuffle, it's it, just random. It is like a different Strokes musical experience. Well, oh, my goodness, Jade. Can you imagine, you know, somewhere down the line in the future when our kids go through like our old shows or something, they'll be yeah. like, man, you both pick some really, you know, jarring, you know, music. Yeah. Because it's like camp and geek and, you know, you like your indie music, I like my pop music. And that's kind of like your parents, isn't it? I feel like this is a bit, I th- feel like we're a bit more like we're trying to make the transition smoother. Yes, but because we have a show. I mean, your parents just share an iPod. They don't care. <laughs> it's well, like it's like sharing a bed, but, you know, having your own sides of it. Yeah, but when you're putting it on display, like when you're playing <laughs> it through speakers in the house. then oh, was that what they did? Yes. They plugged their iPod in and, you know, shared their, their playlist, their, their yeah. jarring, very different taste in music to everyone exactly what yeah that that's not didn't they like you know create a playlist or something did you not show them how to create a party playlist or i have shown them how to do many things dave but like (laughs) believe it or not we haven't got to how to create party playlists yet 
Maybe I should come over for that tutorial because I do like making playlists yeah. and I have a knack for making it, you know, kind of transition. So maybe I can help them out in that department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you notice that there were a few rather embarrassing songs on there. Mm-hmm. And, totally you don't, and you don't want to say Ronan Keating, but it, it is Ronan Keating. Yeah, it's like Ronan like... Keating or like, <laughs> you know, some random track from uh, like... You know, I, I'm, I swear I heard East 17 even. Really? Yeah. That's got to be your mum's, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> In any case, look, we're giving away Joy's CD of the week, uh, Oh Mercy's new album called Deep Heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to know what's the most embarrassing song on your iPod. And please just try to rival uh, stuff that's on, you know, Jade's parents' Uh, collective iPod. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there would be Celine Dion involved as well, like, because that would just totally That grow. is, like, totally my mum's iPod yeah. if she ever had one. Yeah. So there'll be Celine Dion, Karen Carpenter, which I don't think is embarrassing, by the way. I love the Carpenters. I'm a bit of a dag yeah. like that. But, yeah, let us know what is the most embarrassing song on your iPod. You can text us 0427-JOY-949 or email us on air at joy.org.au. Don't forget your member number. Yeah. Yeah, and you can go into a draw to win O Mercy's new album. Yeah, which is great. Well, Jade likes it. (laughs) She endorses it. It's Jade endorsed. It's Jade endorsed with a huge stamp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Different Strokes with Jade and Dave here on Joy 94.9. This is another one of our faves. Clarko. Oh, Clarko. Kelly Clarko (laughs) Clarkson. You know the bed feels warm. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Eight minutes to seven. Yes, Jade, we were talking about embarrassing songs on your iPod so you can go into the draw to win our Joy CD of the week, mm-hmm. which is, you know, by the way, an album you should not feel embarrassed to have on your iPod. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, you certainly wouldn't. Uh, it's Oh Mercy's uh, new album, Deep Heat, mm-hmm. which is our Joy CD of the week. Yeah. So the single at the moment is called Drums, uh, which is very dancey. Kind of dancey indie pop, isn't it? That's the flavour. Yeah, it is. Most definitely. Now, uh, we've been talking about, yeah, most embarrassing songs on your iPod and somebody says messed in saying, the most embarrassing music on my iPod is Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. A bit of a guilty pleasure for a lot of people, I feel. Yeah, and I think it opens up uh, an interesting discussion, Dave, because I often feel like, you know, things that I have on my iPod, iPod, like we've been doing this show together for, you know, almost five years now. And so obviously sometimes I'll have things like Kelly Rowland or something (laughs) on my iPod. Like I've got rose-coloured glasses, for example. And it's like, you know, I'm not embarrassed to admit that here in the safety... In in present company, where there's no judgment. Yeah. (laughs) Should I be out in the the world with my other indie music-loving friends, having Kelly Rowland's rose-coloured glasses on my iPod, for example, mightn't be the coolest thing. It it might not be the thing to be seen with, yes. I mean, I feel like as a pop music lover myself that, you know, I I definitely have you know, perhaps a more lenient kind of level of expectation on me. Mm -hmm. Like I will say something, oh, I have Scandalous's album on my iPod and no one would even bat an eyelid. They'll be like, (laughs) of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the expectation is so low already for me. Like it's just that nothing's going to surprise anyone. In fact, like sometimes if I I say something like, oh, you know, I have um, Off Monsters and Men, uh, which is this indie band from Mm -hmm. Iceland, you know, oh, I have their album. I really love it. I feel like that's more of a shock factor for people. They're like, yeah. oh my God, you listen to bands? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the only bands you listened to were girl bands. <laughs>
Joy. Joy. 94.9. You say that it's about pop artist with character. Pop, pop artist with character. Forget what you've heard. I do listen to strummy Lala music, as I like to call it. Get ready for a different strokes take on music. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. It is 11 minutes past seven. Yes, Jade. Now this week with our music pick of the week, it's my turn to go foraging around Mm. on the interwebs to see what, you know, up and coming artists or song that's kind of, you know, getting a bit of buzz that we want to show a bit of love to here on Different Strokes. Mm -hmm. And um, I've I've gone local. So I've I've searched up in Sydney and I found John Rowley, who's an 18-year-old Sydney singer-songwriter He's up and coming. Um, you know, the song that we're spotlighting uh, here this week is his new single, Guilt Trip, yeah. which let me just say, if you're a fan of Pet Shop Boys, if you like Darren Hayes, kind of cold, moody, electro pop ballads, you're going to quite enjoy his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you like British pop, you're going to probably enjoy his stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, John's been featured on a number of um, high profile blogs like Pop Justice who a lot of pop music lovers out there would just absolutely adore and worship and see it as the Bible, Jade, if you will. It's like, you know how you love geeky stuff and Mashable is like your Bible. That's like your website du jour. Uh Pop Justice is like that for uh, British pop music lovers. Oh, okay. So he's been featured on Pop Justice, which is a really huge deal in my books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's also been on Ozpop as well and and a number of other stuff. So, um, look, I caught up with him uh, during the week to have a chat about uh, the new single. And, um, yeah, here he is uh, having a chat with us about the song, Guilt Trip. I have to commend you uh, on the songwriting on Guilt Trip because it's such a well-articulated kind of moody pop ballad, which I'm really attracted to. I love songs that kind of explore complexities in human relationships, that are a bit clever and all that. Where does it come from? It's sort of about someone who really always adopts this stance of superiority and really, like, moral high standing. So it was kind of, like, aimed at that. But then um, I came to realise that in sort of criticising this person for being critical, we were, like, kind of really taking on exactly those qualities ourselves. So it was kind of just about exploring that contradiction, I suppose. Mm, mm. I've tried to sit down and write happy songs, and I find it so hard. I just, <laughs> it always comes off as, like, so contrived and cheesy, I think. Are you a happy person? Are you in a happy place? I'm a happy person, but I don't know. Like, the best music is really, I find, my favourite songs are usually about kind of gritty things, you know, just turning stuff on its head. And, like, I think that's also what I've tried to do is kind of just avoid, to some extent, normal kind of, like, themes. Yeah, so there you go. That's John talking about Guilt Trip. Um, Do you like how I asked him if he was happy, like I was Oprah or something? (laughs) Did you want a hand hug or what? <laughs> I'm concerned. He's 18. You know, I feel a certain level of responsibility. Like, yeah, he's you know, 18. It's all he's about young. angst when you're that old. Really? Yeah. I, I, I kind of thought people got over it when they were like 16, but I don't know. I suppose teenage angst is teenage angst and you will carry it to it's your 20. A, yeah, it's that whole thing when you're like, you know, <laughs> becoming an adult and you're just kind of like, like everything is like, Ugh. I know, I have ah, emotions. Yeah. <laughs> but let me just tell you, Jade, because I'm turning 25 like next week so mm-hmm. when I was talking to John I definitely felt a certain pang of aginess like yes. I know I'm not old but when you talk to someone who you know only um, you know discovered pop music through Sophie Ellis Bexter <laughs> you really go oh my god like what like that Sophie Ellis Bexter has been around for 10 years so he would have been eight when Sophie Ellis Bexter first came out eight or nine yeah 
Can you... Too young to even know who the Spice Girls are because... He, he barely has any Spice Girls songs. Yeah. I was talking to John about this and I think he maybe just the only Spice Girls song he has on his iPod I read on Twitter is Holla. <laughs> and that was the one that came out in the year 2000. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, throwing down my pen. <laughs> in any case, look, we don't want to discriminate because good music is good music regardless of whether you're writing it at age 35 or 18. Mm-hmm. So let's have a listen to John's new single, Guilt Trip, If you like it, it is up for free download. Mm -hmm. You know, my life motto is, if it's free, it's me. (laughs) So (laughs) just go to um, johnrally.bandcamp.com. We'll also share a link on it on our Twitter and Facebook, of course. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave, 10 minutes past eight. Yes, Jade. Now, um, one of the most exciting uh, new Aussie dramas uh, to hit our TV screens, if you will. Mm-hmm. Puberty Blues. Yeah. What's your thoughts on it, Jade? Because, you know, I turn to you like a flower leaning towards the sun. Well, you know, Dave, my like my constant thing is I want to see good Australian television. Me like, too. I, I want to see something that's good. Uh, and there was a lot of advertising for Puberty Blues and the other one that I saw a lot of advertising around was House Husbands. I haven't mm. seen that yet. No, I've seen the first week. Yeah, it started on uh, Father's Day, so it was on Sunday. I caught, I caught the full episode. So I suppose if you want my thoughts on it, we can, we can you know, have a chat afterwards. Okay. But let's hear about Puberty Blues because this yeah. one, we've we've been, what, three episodes in we're now? In four, we're now four episodes into Puberty Blues. Uh, and so it's based on, uh, there was a really popular book in the 70s uh, called Puberty Blues. So it's based off that. Um, and it follows uh, two sort of teenage girls, uh, Sue and Debbie, who are trying to sort of get into the cool crowd. And mm-hmm. there's sort of that element of... Um, you know, oh, I, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to sort of work my way into a situation. You know that angst that happens around. Oh, I'm not in the popular crowd. Yeah, I'm not how, fitting in, and can what, what can that? I do to yeah. fit in? Yeah. So there's that kind of stuff happening. Um, you know, there's Gary, the surfer guy, that you know one of them has a crush on, and all that. There's you know those relationships that they get in. You know, they've got a boyfriend, but they break up with them because it, that he's not popular enough and all those kind of things. That's so interesting. Yeah. And so there is kind of that, uh, that, 70s you know there is that 70s feel but what I found um, really interesting is um, with that culture is around how much when you when you see that on screen you realize how much as a country we've changed Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's interesting to have like I mean I wasn't born in the 70s so it, it is kind of a bit far removed but there are enough sort of flow throughs for you to go oh, there, there I remember elements, when yeah. when things were like that you know I remember when there was only the one phone and the phone was you know this mustard <laughs> color and it was in the you know it was in the kitchen or whatever. So there are enough visual and there are enough you know kind of cultural cues written into Puberty Blues for you to know okay this is the 70s. Yeah and the language and the, and the way that people oh, speak good. yeah so there's that um, and then of course the thing that I've found really interesting uh, and enjoyable about puberty blues is uh you get to an insight into the re- uh, into the relationships and the lives of the parents oh uh so the some of the older cast members uh, are claudia carvin susie porter dan wiley uh, roger corsa so these really sort of well-known australian actors mm. are playing those uh those parental roles if you will and it's it's I, honestly, I felt myself more connected to their stories. You know, you've got 
the housewife who, you know, whose husband's cheating on them and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the sort of the hippie people who got pregnant too early. And, you but know, I feel like, you know, with puberty blues at this point in our lives, I mean, you know, you're, you're in your early 30s. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. in my mid-20s. Perhaps we're at a crossroads now where we could definitely appreciate the adult narratives as well as, you know, still be able to reflect on the teenage angst yeah. uh, that the main characters in puberty blues are going through. So I feel like we're, you know, th- this is, you know, th- there could be double double yeah. dipping of enjoyments. And so, yeah, it's eight <laughs> episodes. So eight episodes. So it's really short. It's like not, the slap yeah. um, last year on the ABC. They're not trying to overdo it at all. Uh, and, you know, I really hope it succeeds, Dave. Mm. I really do. Now, Jade, when I was in high school, look... I feel like my taste in boys at that stage was so internalised. Like I didn't have anyone to talk to mm-hmm. about, um, you know, my attraction to, to guys. I, that just was not a dialogue I shared with any of my friends whatsoever, mm-hmm. not even in the slightest kind of, oh, you know, he's cute kind of passing remark. I didn't let out any of that when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was so typical at the time. You know, it was just like the, your jocks and all that. Yeah. And I think it's perhaps, you know, the confidence that they had that that was kind of attractive. Really? I think it's the confidence, you know, that they had because I don't think any of them were particularly good looking in a certain way. You know, they weren't like some of them were buff, but not all of them were that buff, but they all definitely carried a certain level of confidence. And I think that's, you know, probably what was kind of cool for me. I had like the opposite experience, Dave, where I didn't really ever have a high school crush and boys would have crushes on me. And I was just like... And I'd just be like, why? <laughs> like to the point where the, when I remember when I was in year eight, year seven or year eight, this um this boy liked me, and I was just kind of like, oh okay. And he's like, oh if you go out with me, I'll buy you a can of coke every day. Like, <laughs> and I think I agreed to that but because I you want a can of coke. coke. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then there was like um, you know another guy who liked me who was a friend of mine and I just like I was completely oblivious I didn't even know and they were just like oh my friends would be like oh he likes you and I was like isn't it why? just funny I thought we were friends isn't it funny how like you know <laughs> if you have a crush on someone you know you you definitely tell your friend and you almost hope that it gets filtered through yeah. to them so you don't have to directly tell them that yeah and I feel like sometimes these habits don't change you know? even if you're out of high school you're still a bit embarrassed to tell the person that you fancy that you do indeed fancy if them you just plant the seeds around the radio station for example and then hope that it gets back or what makes you think is someone I have a crush on at the radio station? Just, they're just putting it out there as a possibility. <laughs> just, broad, just broadcasting it, Jade. <laughs> now, Jade, we were talking about high school crushes before and we got a text here from Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, Johnny said, I had a high school crush on my gym teacher because he was manly and had adult hair on his stomach type of thing. <laughs> he was so adult and sexy. Anyway, he was married. <laughs> you know, that, that's so, like, and that's another thing that I can, uh, I can't say I can relate to it because I wasn't attracted to my gym teacher, but I definitely had a crush on my English teacher. Yeah. You know, he was, he was kind of, you know, geeky, cute. Yeah. So that's more cute, my thing. Geeky, cute is your style. Yeah. So, you know, forget about the hairy stomach or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the geeky English teacher. <laughs> what about you, Brett? Did you have a high school crush? Not on any of my teachers, although I did have a few <laughs> nuns as teachers at my school, so that may explain it. Um, I probably, actually, yeah, there was, there was a guy in my class that I kind of had a bit of a crush on, I guess, who, of course, hated me and used to beat me up. So that Aww. was, you know... 
because you know he was the popular kid and I was the smart kid, you know. So yeah. Look at you now, all distinguished in a nice suit. I know, I know, and I've seen photos of him on uh, Facebook. I'm not friends with him, and let's just say that one of us aged a lot better than the other one, and I'm the victorious one, and that's all that matters. <laughs> nah. I, Dave, I totally love that there's still people texting in with their embarrassing songs. It's just something that I feel like everyone has on their iPod, but maybe, you know, it, it's kind of nice to confess on air because, let's face it, we don't know each other in real life. I'm not going to tell it, your friends that it, you have Tiffany on your iPod or whatnot. It's a bit of a release. Um, uh, Zed says, uh, Burning Love by Winona from the cartoon movie Lilo and Stitch. Winona is like this, you know, major country diva. So, oh my goodness, I just can't even with her. Like, <laughs> And we even had someone on our Facebook page, Hillary said, um, Chicago's If You Leave Me Now. Is that a guilty pleasure song? I'm sure it's a guilty pleasure song. Is it? It's very old school. Is it very old school? Yeah. I don't know. Some old school stuff are good and you shouldn't be embarrassed to like it. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. But Jade, look, uh, there was an article in on Style.com that was also, um, you know, kind of discussed on The Daily Life. Yeah. Uh, saying that being a lesbian is now in fashion. Yeah. Lesbian what, chic is here les- to say. Lesbian today. chic. Are we talking about stylistically, fashionably? We're talking about fashion, Dave. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm all ears. Dave, we've known each other a long time. And if you can say one thing about me, it's that I'm incredibly fashionable and chic, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> that was not meant to be a mocking laugh. I'm really sorry. That just came out of... Oh, God, it came from a dark, judgmental place. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to go pray to Oprah now. I spend a lot of time on quirky T-shirts and, you know, the right coloured yes. converse. Yes. But that's about that's about the extent of this chicness. Do you find it strange that as a lesbian now that you could potentially be studied for fashion? <laughs> <laughs> like you're some sort of specimen. Yeah, well, but it's. I find it really interesting because they were basically saying, oh, you know, Rihanna's now wearing combat boots, so that's like, you know, that's lesbian chic. And or, you know, before when Brett said that, I was looking a bit construction chic today, and yeah. I, I said, well, I feel like, you know, stylistically with my red checkered shirt, I was channeling Rihanna in one of her music videos. So, you see, you know, maybe she is on the forefront of making lesbian chic work. Or like, you know, there, there was all this discussion about baseball caps and like, oh. yeah, that kind of stuff, or how that might be lesbian-ish. Yeah, you know, I really like, let me just say, from a gay man's perspective, mm-hmm. I'm all about combining uh, you know, different uh, references in fashion. And I don't consider myself to be a fashionable person. Like, I don't go out there and get labels and, you know, really branded stuff. I, mm-hmm. I kind of pick stuff that works for me and, and I go for different looks. And I'm very attracted to kind of lesbian chic stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to sound like I'm tokenizing or anything, but, you know, it has the right elements of masculinity and femininity that suits my body shape. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm tiny and I'm I'm quite skinny. Yeah. So, and it's comfortable, you guys. Aren't we actually talking about androgyny now, though? No, no. I'm talking about, like, you know, shirts and, you know, nice jeans and uh, even... Isn't that what boys wear? No, but there's a certain... I don't want to pin it down to a certain brand or colour or texture, but there are certain things that lesbians rock. (laughs) Okay, and and boys just would not have the imagination to go there. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about like you know lesbians with swag. That's my that's my reference stylistically. Okay, that's that's what I want to aspire to, and that's why I don't understand that reference. So, okay, talk to me about this article. Uh, Being a lesbian is now in fashion. So, Mm -hmm. what what have you gathered from this that you know kind of says that okay, look, um, perhaps you know 
lesbians do have a certain look these days. Well, but I I find like what I found really interesting about the article is to me that like it just kind of like well that's just what tomboys wear or like it's just the note like I find these days there's sort of a lot of uh, crossing over happening between boys and girls fashion whether that's been mm-hmm. whether that's been labeled you know you hear about boys wearing girls jeans and girls wearing boys jeans like isn't that just what's happening naturally is that a lesbian i don't think so yeah i think maybe you know we need to explore the the realms of hairstyles as well yeah maybe that's a bit more pronounced <laughs> can, can we pull up ruby rose and see what she's rocking and you know because i really like her style you know as as a man i, I want to almost imitate anything that Ruby Rose is doing, you know, in, in the wardrobe department. Oh, like, or are we talking about, like, you know, someone like Alan, I would say, is probably a style icon because she wears, you know, she does those suits and the jackets and it all looks very neat and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then she's got the converse on in the... Yeah, know. that's her thing, the yeah. converse, isn't it? Like yeah. the, the cool shoes with, you know, maybe something slightly formal, the formal informal thing. Yeah. So I think, you know what, regardless of what kind of lesbian you are or whether, you know, you, you do like lesbian chic fashion, I think it's important to wear it with a certain level of self-confidence yeah. and, and feel like you're owning it and not like you're dressing up to be somebody else. That's probably the more important thing, isn't it, Jay? Yeah. That's a moral of the story. Oh, we, and we, you know, we totally love it when people are pretending to be lesbians. <laughs> do we? Yeah, it's such a great... It's such a great thing for other lesbians to see. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. This is funny lady Judith Lucy, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Well, you'd be crazy to listen to anything else. Welcome to Different Strokes Online. Log in to hear Jade and Dave's perspectives on online media. The internet should not, not, not be used as a high tech babysitter. We need to make sure that when our kids surf the web, this is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. 21 minutes to nine. Dave, I found an app. I've taken on your challenge. <laughs> I found an app uh, that is not a gaming app. It's called Lyft. Uh, and basically what it is, is it's got that social networky type element to it where, you know, like Facebook or whatever, it's community based. Uh, but what you do is you pick some things that you need to work on. So, you know, I want to make sure that I floss more. I want to tell my wife I love her. I want to jog more. I want to. Okay. So these are like personal goals. Personal goals. So that you can set yourself. Yeah. You know, I need to do something creative, like all those kind of things, things that you're, you know, you're always say I'm going to do more but you never do. Uh Uh-huh so perfect for New Year's resolution type things. Exactly and you'll put them into the app and you pick and choose what you want to put in there Uh, and then you basically will check in uh, throughout so each time you do it you'll check in and then if you're not doing it what the other people who are also signed up will sort of go oh you haven't done that like and point so it's based on this sort of community social network thing of accountability because you you know I mean anyone who's ever been to the gym or you know had some sort of free session with a personal trainer Mm -hmm. will tell you that the one thing that always uh, encourage you to do is to work out with a friend or you know bring a buddy to the gym or something Mm -hmm. like that so you know you kind of have to be accountable to someone 
if you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of works on that uh, concept, doesn't it? It's like if there's an expectation from someone else, then <laughs> you'll do it. But yeah. if, if it's not, if it's just for, on you, then it's like, oh. Is oh. it complete strangers that are, you know, kind of holding you accountable on Lyft? Or? Well, there are, there are in fact, complete strangers because anyone can sort of sign up for a, a particular thing. And when you think about it, you know, a lot of people probably have the same sort of goals, like, you know, they want to exercise more or they okay. want. Okay. Yeah, right. so there, but there do you is, get points if you do it, like... I don't know. If if you say you want to work out every week um, and if you... It gives you just like sort of a graph so you can see where you're, where you're at. So you can see, oh, yeah, I've done that. But you can that. also cheat, right? You could cheat if you wanted to, but that's not the, <laughs> the aim of the game. There's like nothing in it for you. You can sort of move, you do move into like different levels of, oh, yeah, I've just checked into, you know, I'm actually making progress here. But there's no like, you know, there's no incentive beyond the fact that, you're, you've signed up. For you're like thing. the most lifted person or yeah. something. Yeah, there's not. You know, oh, that's a bit it's unfortunate. It's not like Foursquare uh, that I've seen yet where there's badges or anything like or where I you think can get there the mayor. Be badges. Of, yeah. I mean, come on. You know, this is an app that's supposed to encourage people to pursue their goals and to, you know, stay committed to certain things that, you know, they want to mm-hmm. get out of life. I mm-hmm. think there should be really blatant stuff like badges if you do it or like, you know, confetti falling on your screen or something. like. Maybe that'll be in the next version, Dave. Well, Jade, question. You you have this app, right? Yeah. Have you, you know, accomplished anything on this app and has anything well, celebratory happened? I've only happened, I've only had it a week. Okay. There's nothing interesting happened yet. Well, you haven't achieved like some life goal in that time? No. <laughs> you know, you haven't conquered a fear of flying or anything like that no. that you want to check in? No, I don't want to check in on that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.